I, again, like I still do this with my kids, the ages that they're at nine, seven, and five. But I think that when they're younger, this is even more important. And that is to set, set up activities that they can only do when you're working. So like, or like activities where, you know, you can keep them contained. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. It is Courtney Galster and Anne Canoodala and and we are solo today, believe it or not, with no guests, because we're talking a little bit more deeply about working from home in the summer when your kids are home. This is a topic that is near and dear to both of our hearts. It's actually one of the big reasons why both of us started working for ourselves. And we can't wait to share with you all of our best tips, tricks, and stories of how we make it work when the kids are home. Well, and I'm excited to talk about this, but can we just talk about the fact that it's May? Oh my gosh. And when we're talking about summer and how we make it work, I think, you know, Courtney, both you and I agree that we really come into summer in full preparation mode, which means that, that May is crazy. It's terrible. Like I do not love the month of May. It's awful because we're, we just were having this conversation offline, how it's spring. So it's the end of the school year. So there's all the school projects and concerts and spring sports are starting and field trips. And so you want to, you know, be involved in that, or you've got to help your kids through that. But then also we're in heavy prep mode right now. We're trying to make sure that we have everything set in motion so that we can lighten our load in the next three months and enjoy summer with our kids. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think even for the two of us, it looks a little bit different, but having the opportunity to be home with our kids, I I always think back to years ago, I saw this meme that and it's so cheesy and I know that, but it said, you only get 18 summers, you know, with your kids before they're grown and it's cheesy, but it's so true. And you just like, I really want to make the most of this time. My kids are at really fun ages. They're nine, seven, and uh, almost five. And it's just such a fun time to be around them and spend time with them and do fun things with them. And I really want them to look back fondly of their memories of summertime as a kid and not like, well, mom worked all summer and we were stuck in the basement, but we did this cool thing and we did that cool thing. And, you know, we had the pool in the backyard and my mom would work from the patio table, you know, like just stuff like that. So planning, but, but planning is key. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and let's just dive in right there because I think, you know, the first thing that both you and I do in order to make sure that summer can look a little bit lighter is doing that prep work, right? So I had this conversation a few weeks back about, you know, if you stress every day at 5 PM, what you yes. make for dinner, you know, because you haven't planned, it's going to be stressful. But if you take a little bit of time at the beginning of the week to say, okay, this is what we're going to eat every night this week. It's so much easier. And the seems to be said going into summer, just yes. what does that look like? What do I want my workload to look like? Um, 
it, are there places where I can cut back? Um, I think both you and I are realistic that for us, the best decision is to lighten our workload so that we can enjoy that time with our kids. Cause that's important to us. And we know that in the fall and winter and spring, that's kind of the heavy push season. And so, well, and I think you have to think about what lightening your workload means to you, because it could mean, I think we talked to a guest a couple of weeks ago that said, you know, for them, it means, uh, for actually, I think it was Liz, from Semi Rebel, who was talking about how they just don't take on new project work in the summer. They keep all of their retainer work going, but they don't take on new project work. They schedule it for the fall. And it could look something like that, or it could look like you're skinning down. Like this is what it looks like for me. I skinny down the number of calls that I'm taking, which for me is really easy to do because my clients are like they want to enjoy the summer too. So they don't want to start new projects in the summer. They, um, for the most part, they don't want to do as many calls with me. They want to be more efficient with their time. And that's where I really see that time gain is with not having as many client calls. And I'm able to really say, here are the two times a week or three times a week that I take client calls and skinny it down so that it's not quite so intensive. Or it could look like you outsource more of your work for the summer and you find someone that does the same style of work that you do that's taking on some more work and so that you can offload a little bit of that workload. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's exactly it. It's about being mindful and vocalizing what you want summer to look like and talking to the people that you're working with about that. So I often have conversations with people as well, like, Hey, I'm looking to lighten my load this summer. And so that does look like less calls. And you know what? I like to take Fridays off in the summer because I like a three-day weekend. And so I really make sure that, okay, I can take calls Honestly, I like to take calls Tuesday through Wednesday. I know that my afternoons are best, are best two days for me. a week. Yeah. Wait, did I say I meant Tuesday through Thursday, three days a week. <laughs> I'm oh the God. same. I prefer, I don't take calls on Fridays unless it's an absolute emergency. And I very rarely take calls on Mondays. Yeah. It, you know, have your, and, and I think too, again, um, you know, it looks like can you get up early in the summer and can you get three hours of work in before your kids are really up and moving? Like my kids love to just kind of lounge around in the morning. And so we have slow mornings where we don't have to be anywhere. They don't have to be at school. They don't have to have a lunch packed or any of that things. So I can really take the morning and I intentionally tell my kids, Hey, this is my time to get work done so that we can go have fun in the afternoon. And they know that they're on their own. They got to pour their own bowl of cereal or, (laughs) you know, and that's the nice thing as your kids get older, when my kids were littler, you know, it looked a little bit different, but now that they've gotten older and they can grab their own snacks and they can kind of entertain themselves, that makes a big difference in terms of like the independence level. (laughs) Right. But I'm a big fan of letting my kids be independent where they can be independent. And so for us, that means that, you know, they have their own little routine that they do in the morning. They always come in and say good morning to me. I start my day very early. And in the summer, I actually try to start it earlier yet because I try to get a bigger chunk of work done before my kids are up and rolling for the day. Because I know, especially we always had, okay, I'm rambling, but 
we always had part-time childcare in the summer until last summer. And last summer we did it with no childcare and it was hard. Like it was a, it was a hard transition. But what I learned is that the more that I can get done, I'm a much happier person when I get like several hours to myself in the morning, which sounds crazy. And you've probably seen TikToks about that if you are a TikToker. Um, but I need time in the morning to like wake up, to get everything out of my head, to make sure that there's no emergencies that need to be dealt with on the business side. And the best way for me to do that, if I'm not going to have childcare is to be up at like four and starting my day super early and just getting the things done that need to get done. And then, you know, there's things that are going to be, they can get done or they can't get done. And I can flex that throughout my day. Well, and I think it's about going back to the conversation around boundaries and just putting those boundaries up and really vocalizing them, not only with yourself, but also with your family, with your clients. So they kind of know when your working hours are, you know, and just being realistic about what that looks like. And when you say yes to something, think through, well, then what are you saying no to? Um, And so for me, I've, you know, turn down business in the summer because I just, to me, I'd rather have the time. So for me with the client side of things like new business, we, I don't know why, but like our, our business cycle, we don't get a lot of inquiries in like the mate. We do have a couple this year, our busy, like new business time is January and February usually, but it's shifted later this year. But typically if someone reaches out to me and like, June or July, they're not ready to get started until September. So, you know, there's like kind of a longer onboarding process. And I think like for us, we'll stretch that out if we can. But honestly, like so many people take vacations in the summer, it kind of naturally stretches out when that onboarding date is going to be anyway. So they can't get their team together until the kids are back in school or like their team is back kind of mentally back to work full-time in the fall. It's almost like another refresh. It's like another first of the year when you get to the first of September. Right. Yeah. And people are, oh, a lot of people are okay with that. Even if they say, oh, I want to get started in August. If you say we're not taking on any new starts in August, but we can get you started September 15th, people are going to be okay with that because they want to work with you. If they aren't okay with that, and they just want someone to get something started for them right then, maybe they're not the right fit for you anyway. Yeah, I I agree with that. And I think, you know, a lot of what I do, I work with a lot of moms or a lot of businesses that are family friendly. And so they get it, you know, and they're in the same position themselves. And so for me, it's, you know, a nice balance and luxury that people understand. And I think, you know, especially as a Minnesotan, to local, to all of our local listeners out there, you know, we know that these three months are the best weather we're going to get. And Minnesota is just beautiful and people do have trips planned. And this is the time to, to kind of get out there and enjoy it. And so it's definitely doable. I want to talk about too, what that looks like working from home in the summer. If you have younger kids, right? Because, you know, I think Courtney, both you and I are speaking from a place where our kids are pretty independent. Um, they're self-sufficient. We have helped nurture them to be independent players. hundred percent. You know, I mean, it, it takes time, right? But what does that look like with little kids? I know when I was working from home and my kids were younger, what I ended up doing 
was having a sitter come two days a week. Yep. And I would block off, I think, a half a day. And I just knew that in that eight hours that I had childcare, I had to be as efficient as possible. And I'm the type of person where the less time that I have, I tend to be more efficient. I don't just like kind of putz around on social media or, you know, I know that I have to really look at my checklist, have it prepped and ready to go. And I have to be ready to get all of those things done. And that short chunk of time. Yeah. I think that you have to be, I think you have to be very strategic, the younger that your kids are, but even now with the ages that my kids are, I still feel like I have to be really strategic with my time in the summer with us not having any childcare. So for me, when my kids were much younger, I mean, that early morning start, even starting at five, five thirty in the morning makes a huge difference because your kids can kind of roll with the punches. They're, they're probably going to want to play with whatever they want to play with anyway. The other thing that I, I used to have three days a week for a half day, I would have a nanny come in and that was a lifesaver. I mean, that was well worth the money spent for having that 12 hours a week where I could get just focused work done or take calls if I needed to take calls and things like that. The other thing that I still take advantage of today is we are lifetime members. And so I will go and I'll... I'll take, you know, it's not the same. It's not like a set schedule. We go at this time these days and this time these days, but I max out my, in the summer, I I try to really take advantage of that child center because it's active activities for my kids. Like I know that they're playing hard and they're playing with other kids and they're doing things that they love to do. I can get a workout in, which is really important, like for my mental health and, you know, trying to get my 10,000 steps in every day. So (laughs) helps with that. But then I will go for an hour or an hour and a half and I will go into the cafe and literally like, I'm not going to shower at the gym. I can do that at home. I'm not going to take that time to like sit in the sauna. I do that on the weekends though. And I am going to go and just bust out a bunch of work. So if I need to just sit down for an hour and get through my email, I'm going to go do that in the cafe. I'm going to enjoy like a nice lunch and a coffee by myself but that has been a lifesaver. And I have people that work for me across the country that have either a lifetime or a gym similar to a lifetime. And they do the exact same thing. They get a workout in and then they go get like the must do work done that they can't get done at home. And I will tell you that that has been a lifesaver for me on more than one occasion. The other thing from like a parenting childcare perspective is grandparents. If you live close to grandparents, especially when your kids are really little, take advantage of that. If they want to take the kids for a half day, once a week, send them over, let them go play with their grandparents, go work from a coffee shop. If you don't live close and let that time be time where you can decompress. Because if you do not find opportunities to be able to sit down and do focused work, you're going to start resenting your situation. So you have to figure out a way whether that's childcare, whether that's the gym, whether that's, you know, like you and your spouse both work from home and you both take half the day, whatever that looks like for you, you need to know the times that you can rely on to sit down and be uninterrupted, or you're going to drive, you're going to feel like you're driving yourself crazy. And I think that's exactly it. You just have to be really intentional, intentional about setting time aside 
And what does that look like for you? I love the gym membership is phenomenal. I actually don't have that, but I know a lot of people that do that and take advantage of that. We do take advantage of the grandparent thing. Um, actually since my oldest who's 11 was a baby, my mom lives, my parents live 20 minutes from us and they would have him one day a week. And then when we had our second, they would take them one day a week. And honestly, it has not only has it given me a full day to this day, they still go. I actually need to get in touch with my mom. Hi mom. Uh, about when they're coming this summer, but it's great because I get that one day that I can count on every day in the summer, but also it builds a really, really cool relationship with my kids and their grandparents. And that's a relationship that they couldn't have outside of, you know, I mean, just seeing them every so often. That's a consistent relationship where they get to just kind of bond. And that's really cool too. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think that, so I think it's figuring out like what those opportunities are. The other thing that I really think I, again, like I still do this with my kids, the ages that they're at nine, seven, and five. But I think that when they're younger, this is even more important. And that is to set set up activities that they can only do when you're working. So like, or like activities where, you know, you can keep them contained. So when my kids were really little, the house that we lived in had a huge backyard and it was fenced. And I mean that, I mean, if you're looking for like the place to spend your money to make summertime work for you, it's put a fence in your backyard. (laughs) Because 100%. You don't have to worry. You can sit. So I would always still be out there with them, but I could literally work from the patio table. I would actually like do my whole setup. I would bring a second screen out and I would bring my like my thing for my laptop to lift it up. And I would just work for like two hours at a time out on our out on our patio table. And I the reason why that worked is number one, the yard was fenced. So my kids, it was a six foot tall fence. My kids weren't going anywhere. Number two was to set up all the fun things in the backyard. So like one of the things that my kids love is playing in the sandbox. So my husband built a huge sandbox for them to play in. And I would just rotate out the sand toys so that there was always something new and different for them to play with. We, I would set up like, sometimes I would set up those, um, those warrior, what are those called? Ninja warrior courses. Oh yeah. So I'd like go get the pool noodles and set them in the ground. And we built a balance beam for like $5 in wood from Home Depot and like anything that's going to keep them focused and occupied. We put a big disc swing in the backyard. They love, they'll spend an hour just like pushing each other on that. Even still they will. So like looking for those opportunities to create places to play and maybe like bin up toys. That's an, that's another thing I do more so when they were littler than I do now, because they're able to stay engaged with activities for a lot longer. Now their attention span is a lot longer. I learned this actually from a gal that I worked for when I first started freelancing and she had zero childcare for her kids. And she would, they lived in an apartment in San Francisco, so they didn't have a lot of space. So in their storage unit, she had a bin of toys for every day of the week and the toys would come out. So on Monday, the train set would come out and her son loved it and he would play with it for hours. And then she would, at the end of the day, it was packed back up and put away and it didn't come out for another week. And that is something that I, as soon as she told me that I started doing that with, um, I just had Ricky at that point. And it was such 
a game changer for me because his attention was on the toy that he didn't get to have every day for one or two hours at a time. And that one or two hours where he could play in our living room and I could work at the dining room table, I could get so much done and um, not hear mommy, 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 mommy. Well, Well, and that's the thing. How many toys do you have in your house? that your kids aren't playing with. When you make it that novelty, yes. we used to do like the toy swap. So very similar concept. I would, you know, take like three or four totes and I would put all their toys in there and I would just take a select amount of toys and set them out. And then we would rotate. So I, I love the idea of like one day. Um, if that sounds too overwhelming for you, I think you can do it where it's like, you know, maybe it's like once a week you bring something out yes. or, or do like, you know, if, go on Pinterest and Google, um, busy bins, you know, and where you yes. create these bins. But I think it's the novelty of you only get to play with this when mommy's working and then take it away. Even if they're, if they're, you know, Loving playing it. great and, and you're like, oh, this is phenomenal. I could go get some laundry, but no, save that for when you really, really need to capture their attention. There is this gal that I follow on Instagram. Um, Lizzie, she will take her in the show notes, but it's called the workspace for children. She is a phenomenal resource for kids and independent play. And I've been following her for years. And I think that, you know, independent play is something it's, it's a practice. It's a muscle, you know, it's something that you need to really continue to put effort into, to have your kids be able to play independently, even at the ages, my kids are nine and 11, you know, we, it takes a shift in the summer. So it takes that shift of like those first couple of weeks are like pretty challenging, Yeah, but you know, by midsummer, they're great at that independent play. And now my kids are at the age where it's like, bye mom, we're going to go play with our friends. And so it, you know, it works for me. We've got a great neighborhood that my kids can just be entertained with other kids, but when the, those other kids aren't there to entertain them, that's when they're like, mom, I'm bored. Like, I don't know what to do. Well, the other thing, I mean, our kids are a little bit older now. Well, okay. For all kids, I think you need to get outside with your kids every day. So like block that time for me, I work best. Like it's also knowing how you work best. And I know that I work best in two to three hour chunks and then I need a break. Mm -hmm. So I try to plan my day that way and, um, plan those breaks for things that I can go out and do with my kids. So like getting outside, going for bike rides, taking the scooters out, going to the park, like all of that stuff can help break up the day, get them out to do something active. And then, um, when you bring them back to do some of that more quiet play, they're, they're just more likely to be able to sit down and do that because well, they're, they're ready the for it. Play. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing too, that I think is worth me- mentioning is, um, find another mom who yeah. works from home, um, who maybe is in your neighborhood or she's, you know, got, or a dad or, you know, whoever, but someone who has kids that are your kid's age and do a swap. So this was something that we used to do back when my kids were little, we'd say, Hey, I'll take your kids for a couple hours. Um, so you can go get some stuff done and then can we swap and can I send them to your house? And maybe it's like you each take a day where you set a chunk of time for like four hours, um, and you take their kids, but then they also take yours. I think it's a financially, savvy way where you don't have to pay for childcare, but just then knowing in exchange, you're going to have to have their kids as well, but it's a really great opportunity. And honestly, like 
sometimes more kids is actually easier because they'll just play with each other. Right. I agree. And um, childcare has gotten really expensive and it's hard to find. It's, it's not easy to find a nanny today like it was three years ago. We were really lucky at our old house that our nanny lived next door. And now today, like we moved to a new area and it's just, you know, there aren't as many teenage kids around us that want a summer job and, or at least not a summer job taking care of the kids next door. Right. And so, so, you know, it's harder to come by. So looking for those opportunities is so helpful. I also think that keeping what I learned last summer and throughout the pandemic of the school from home is that having a routine for the kids is really important. Even though it's summer break, they still need a routine. And for us that every day includes like a workbook page that they're going to do. So I just find workbooks. I can tag some of the ones that I'm buying this year. They each have workbook pages that they're going to do. They all have reading time that they're going to have every single day. So that could be 30 minutes in the afternoon, but they're going to separate and they're going to have quiet time where they read. I try to get them to do something artsy or um, like more like focused activity at the kitchen table every day. And that also helps. So like I have different, like the scribble scrubby pets that Charlotte likes to do. I've got like paints. Sometimes they'll do a, um, last summer they did nature journals. So they would just like go sit out on our deck and sketch something in nature, just giving them some direction and some of those activities that they'd be doing in school so that they don't totally lose that ability to focus, um, has been really helpful for us, but then letting them know that, you know, at this time every day, we're going to go take the dog for a walk and you're going to help. And they also have chores every day. So like my older two will feed the dogs. They, um, they let them out, they feed the dogs, they let them out again, they bring them in. They will help with like emptying the garbages from the bathrooms around the house. Or like they do have a chore every single day that they have to do. So like making that part of their morning routine has really kind of helped us stay set up for success because they're so used to having a morning routine before they go to school. It's not necessarily start. We don't necessarily like start at the same time that we would start to get ready for school, but that helps them to know to like what comes next and what are my expectations of you? You're going to make your bed every day. You're going to brush your teeth every day. Like mom's not going to forget and start, you know, doing all these things for you that you normally do for yourself just because you don't have school right now. Right. Yeah. We, we love the quiet time and um, that's something to be honest, we haven't done in a while, but I, I forgot about how amazing it is, but that was something even like long after my kids were napping, we would still say like, okay, there's going to be quiet time every afternoon. It's for an hour. You can do whatever you want. You got to be in your rooms. You got to separate. Cause sometimes too, it's like the fighting. I can't get anything done when you're arguing. Um, and usually in the summer, yes, we also implement like reading time. And so it's, and my kids, my kids love reading so much. Usually I don't even have to implement it. They just do it on their own. Um, but sometimes we'll just say like, Hey, every day, like we're going to take 20 minutes where we're going to read and going to the library once a week has been like, that's just something that we incorporate into our summer routine because we live less than a mile from the library. So we love to bike there. It becomes just this fun thing that we do. Um, but also I have so many books at home, but if we go to the library, 
it's amazing how much my kids love the library books because it's, again, it's the same thing with the toy swap. It's new. It's different. It's something they haven't seen before. Um, you know, so I think just again, you know, know what works best for you. Hopefully you can take some ideas of what Courtney and I do, and you can implement these into your summer routine, but it's really about being mindful. It's about putting a little bit of effort into planning what that looks like and being intentional with where can you set aside those hours to make sure that you're getting the work done. I totally agree. And setting yourself up for success with having the things that you want to do as like the reward for your kids being amenable to your work schedule. So for us, that's Friday fun days and we go do something fun every Friday. It could be um, it could be going to the library, but it could also be, uh, you know, we're going to go to a special spot for lunch, or we're going to go to the water park, or we're going to go to the zoo um, and finding those opportunities to like go out and connect away from the things that we normally do. And my kids love that. And that's honestly enough incentive for them to really show up and, and listen <laughs> and do the things they're supposed to do for the rest of the week. I love it. I love it. Well, let's just hope that we all get through May because that summer, it sure is sweet. And I can't wait for it. (laughs) Me either. Until next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.